and welcome back to Rebel Chums after a very long time of not recording anything. Hello again. <laughs> yeah, we may, have, we may have been a little bit busy. Yeah, we yes. have a you know a little announcement to make. We have a first ever Rebel Chums with uh, half the uh, half the cast being married. So yeah. congratulations. Yeah, Jake and Nora finally made it. <laughs> <laughs> finally tied the knot. <laughs> After all those years of longing mm. and love. I was snubbed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, um so yeah, you've been a little bit busy with um getting married doing, and stuff doing like that. the whole marriage so, thing. Yeah. Yeah. For something that only takes about five minutes, it took quite a long time <laughs> to plan. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you think all of that and then it's over in a day, but oh, I know. All worth it though. Um and I think that also with uh, lockdown restrictions lifting a little bit, we've been doing stuff of a weekend that's not just sitting inside watching movies. <laughs> yeah. We've actually yeah, been going out and seeing people. actually got lives again. <laughs> um, so we have already watched the movie, but we're just going to do the little intro thing and then we'll drop the trailer in. So Oh, not... well, way to break the illusion. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, well, we'd fake it like we normally do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been the <laughs> Well, before we actually talk about it, um, what movie is it that we're doing today? Camp Rock 2. Oh, the Final Jam. Oh, the damn. Final Jam. I love fi- its full name because I really... The name bothers me. I always I forget it. it's called The Final Jam. Yeah. I, I actually have a confession. I watched... I thought we were doing Paul... Paul Blatt Matt Malcott. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Blatt Malcott too. No. We're doing the Paul, Gl- Ma- so, Paul Blatt um, Malcott. So it's really hard to say. Yeah. Paul Blatt we're doing that cinematic universe for our next um, series. So <laughs> I watched that instead of Camp Rock 2. Um, hmm. The Final so, Jam. The Final Jam. jam. Can I can I just register my disdain at the title? I think we've discussed this on the previous yeah. episode, but a sequel called the this, Final. I, Jam. I know that the Final Jam is a thing in the plot, but like the second of a franchise cannot really call itself the final. Like, I feel like the minimum number is three to call itself <laughs> the final one. It's like you don't call the second half of a match the final half. Like it's just it's just yeah, a weird do. thing to do. It's just. I, no, I just object to it. You wouldn't eat half a slice of cake and then think, the final the cake. Final. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I've got two pieces of toast, I don't eat one and then go, and now the final slice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, Noor, you kind of put this film in the list. Why? Well, because we'd watch Camp Rock 1, to be quite honest with you. Um, oh, did you not? You so are your feelings film? quite passive about this one, then? I, I think I was telling Rob about this the other day. I wouldn't... If I wanted to watch a decom, it's not one I'd pick to watch... But it's one that I would kind of chuck on in the background and kind of dip in and out of. I mean, I've seen it so many times that I could do it. Like, I, could, I could just do that anyway. But yeah, it's like it's not as good as the first one in my opinion. But I think it's it's decent and it's I, easy to watch. I honestly, although we've although we have now watched the second one, I could still do with a recap from the first one. Like it's kind of gone from my memory. It's been it a long a time, bit... hasn't it? Yeah. 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 So the first one was basically Demi Lovato's character. Um, goes to this camp for the first time, fakes who she is to try That's and like, it. you know, yeah. make friends and blend in and stuff, and then develops this like love interest type thing with Joe Jonas's character, who is a is that Shane? Shane Shane who's a like pop star like bad boy type um, creatively cast, <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, then he finds out that she's lying. They, like, have a big tiff. Um, oh, and all while this is happening, Joe Jonas has heard this mysterious voice in the camp 
And doesn't know it's And doesn't her. know who oh, it is. Oh, yes, I yeah. remember And now. then it all gets tied that. up together yeah. at the end where she's the girl with the, the voice. The voice I also. hear inside my head. The, the reason oh. that I'm singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And then yeah. they kiss and make up at the end. Cute. Yes. Okay. Very sudden ending, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such um, is the way with these films. Yeah. yeah. So when did you first see this? When it first came out? or were you Yeah, yeah, that? when it first came out because I was obsessed with the Jonas Brothers, so... Still am. Yeah, you would have been <laughs> 14 when this came out, so... What, what year was it? 2009? 2011, apparently. Oh, yeah, the first one was 2009. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be about 14. How old are the Jonas Brothers in this film? Like 18, 19, I think. Yeah, they're, they're safe territory, then. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think they're about 18. Think, I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to be mean about any of the Jonas Brothers, but I think, like, the three of them, they represent a kind of... You know the dawn of man where it's, like... Like the three very clear stages of hotness, where like not hot to quite hot to very hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that really struck me was that when Camp Rock Two finished after we'd finished watching it, the poster for Camp Rock came up, and in two years, those hairstyles on the original yeah, poster they looked just a lot gone. younger in the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is strange because there's only two years of. I know. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. Also, Demi Lovato just looks like a completely different person. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, d- I honestly, I was confused when I was watching this, and she was like the mate. I was like, have we been introduced yeah she looks so different yeah i'm kind of funny like i'm not 100 percent sure about what to do about demi lovato's pronouns here because oh yeah at the time yeah demi was not out as any particular kind of gender identity she was just well but but well they they, them is always a safe bet anyway we're talking present tense so we should say that yeah yeah Yeah. okay then yeah Um, speaking of demi lovato i didn't know they were in glee you kept that quiet when? from me. Santana's girlfriend in New York for like four episodes at the diner. We that is news to me. You did That's... not recognize Also, you didn't tell me Adam Lambert was in Glee. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was Demi Lovato, though. No, yeah, I didn't yeah, realize. She's in the band with um, Santana but and you got, Adam, but Adam The thing Lambert. is, I didn't really know who yeah, Demi Lovato true. was before watching Camp Rock. True, like, true. I didn't have that exposure. Well, well Adam Lambert, I did know. We knew who Demi Lovato was, but we knew about the voice. We didn't know about the face. Yeah, it's different. Um, no, but no, yeah, no, I was, know I was surprised like, to see Demi so. Lovato in Glee. Um, they kind of waste that character. I've only just remembered that character existed. That yeah, they I can't briefly remember what, go out with. I can't Santana. remember what her name yeah. was in it. Danny. 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 Oh, really close. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Lovato. <laughs> <laughs> They're only in like four episodes. So well, we we don't talk about the New York period of Glee. It's just I've got okay. like five Glee's episodes left of the whole show, and I'm just I'm done with it now. To be honest. That's best yeah. time to be done with it because yeah. it's over. We've just got to get yeah. through the end. Anyway, <laughs> back, um, back yeah, to Camp Rock. I barely remember this coming out. I remember Camp Rock being a big deal, but then 2011, I was in college. I was done. To be fair, this one didn't get as big, and I think a big thing with that is the soundtrack. Like the soundtrack's just nowhere near. Oh, I'm good. so glad you said it. Like the elephant <laughs> yeah. in the room is that the songs in this are just a bit like. Eh? There's like two uniformly. Okay I'm not sure I remember any of it except for the one about cheese. <laughs> so was, good, I love it. No, no, it was so bad, it was good. So like, where he says the moon, he likes that the moon looks like a toenail. <laughs> and I was very confused watching it because um, I'd sort of zoned out a little bit, and then I heard the lyrics. I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" And you then, described it as a very like Jason Mraz. It's the same, same chords, same melody. Same, there, yeah. there are a lot of not just the songs, but the actual musical sequences in this that are just very clearly ripped straight out of another song. Like there was that bit on the stage at the start where. Um, I can't remember the character's name, 
but I'm going to call it the Usher sequence because the guy just gets up and basically performs Yeah by Usher. Like, it's the yeah, same yeah. song. We're all talking in detail and we're not supposed to watch the film. Oh, uh, yeah, well, let's... No, we have. <laughs> Should we skip to the trailer? Quite a few songs just... Yeah, okay, we'll jump yeah. in, we'll play the trailer, and we'll, we'll come back and we'll have a go at this uh, Jason Derulo composite guy. Derulo. <laughs> yeah. Summer. The Disney Channel original movie, Camp Rock 2, The Final Jam. This is going to be the best summer ever. But Camp Rock has new competition. And I'd like to welcome all you to Camp it's so obvious this guy's just doing this to take down Camp Rock. And the battle is heating up. Camp Rock versus Camp Star, the final jam. What do you guys think about that? How about a worldwide audience? TV, you're on. Look, Camp Wars. Only one will survive. After this, we are done. For good. All right, Rockers, if we want to save this camp, we have to make it the best performance that any of us have ever put on. This is our summer, and we're not giving up. We can't But sometimes, to do what's right, you have to risk it all. This is me trying to save something that I care about. So am I. Really? And how's that working out for you? Starring Demi Lovato, Joe, Kevin, and Nick Jonas, with Alison Stoner and Megan Martin, and introducing Chloe Bridges and Matthew M. Finley. This September, stand together. Camp Rock is going to blow you guys away. And step it up for the ultimate musical showdown. Camp Rock 2, The Final Jam, the Disney Channel original musical event, premieres this September on Disney Channel. So, yeah, we definitely just threw the trailer in there and then we're definitely back on the other side. Um, yeah, I kind of agree. I think that the most interesting thing about this movie is kind of the fact that this is basically Disney's way of deciding, so the future, should we leave behind Camp Rock kind of movies and go for more Camp Star kind of movie soundtracks? And it feels like Disney trying to make a decision, which songs of this soundtrack are going to be more popular? Because if you think about it, immediately after Camp Rock, this kind of Disney-approved pop rock, pop punky stuff that Hannah Montana was doing and kids bop mm. CDs and stuff and girls rock, that compilation album, that stuff was out of fashion basically as soon as Camp Rock came out. And so, and but in 2009, you had this big, like, it was a huge gulf where CDs were kind of, the CD sales were kind of falling and streaming and torrenting were just kind of hitting the mainstream. You had this weird gulf where it was just like Lady Gaga, Adele, Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. And that was sort of it. And like Black Eyed Peas doing Boom Boom Pow. And that was basically your lot for a little while so it was like full on electro pop and like this kind of the way it kind of homogenized a little bit with R&B and so they were kind of testing the water a little bit with this new <laughs> Jason Derulo character who's to me no to me it was just it was, it was Usher like it oh, was, yeah, yeah, Usher, yeah. But, no but the thing is that there's also a bit of a difficult spot that Disney always find themselves in that like as soon as because Disney are the most mainstream thing there is even DCOMs like I know they're not as popular as like Frozen etc but they're still very popular and very mainstream as soon as they do something it inherently no longer becomes cool yeah. because they are 
you know, it's, yeah, it's become mainstream. Joe and Jane public absorbing it. So yeah. you know, if you've got if you've got teenagers performing rock, I, I laughingly call it rock music <laughs> in this film, then rock music is no longer cool to those kids because Disney are doing it. But then so, were these like things ever cool? Um, Camp Rock and High School Musical and all these sort of Disney films. Like I'd they, say yes, they were popular, but I, I don't think nev- they were cool. I would no. never say they were cool. Not like, cool in the um, kind of um, wanna be kind of hipster and against the grain kind of way. They were never cool in that way. They were like mainstream, very popular. Like you wouldn't get laughed at. I can count the number of guys in my high school who liked High School Musical and Camp Rock and DComs um, on one hand. And but you always tell that me entire hand is gay. That you. <laughs> Yeah, I think you, it's different you, you, with you girls and guys, guys, isn't it? I feel like guys are... Oh, it's know. very different. Every girl I knew would love High School Musical. Yeah, yeah. like openly yeah. loved it. Was it was only really the music lads that were into High School Musical, and I think we only really picked it up by osmosis. It was the same with Camp Rock, which is why I think that by the time Camp Rock 2 came out, the, the, we'd all finished, we'd all graduated, we'd all done our GCSEs and gone off to college and stuff, so all the music people were just kind of... Not really no one graduates high anymore. school in the UK. Well, you're not. <laughs> like, What's a few too many? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking like our transatlantic cousins um, from across the pond, um, but all yeah. the way over in Camp Star. But it definitely feels like since I was just sort of saying this, strangely feels more dated and behind the times than the first one because I'm very aware watching this that since the first Camp Rock. Glee has exploded and anything musical after Glee can feel a little bit um, just less spectacular and less like teenagers doing high school stuff it's like you know your benchmarks are kind of like high school musical and Glee for the 21st century anyway Um, and it can all feel a bit kind of old hat Um, it's interesting you should say that because this is the first one I believe that we've done that came out after Glee started and the the general kind of plot theme of this is actually very reminiscent I know we talk about Glee a lot but this is actually very reminiscent that this whole rival camps thing where one of them is much more slicker and the other one's a little bit more homespun it's very much like New Directions and Vocal Adrenaline which is very reminiscent and I feel like that's deliberate because Glee was so big in that first season that's probably quite deliberate that and the other thing yeah I didn't notice that initially that's a really good point yeah the other thing as well is that I think that this is maybe the last movie that Disney Channel could do. While Disney were kind of, they were still able to call themselves underdogs rather than like these media overlords yeah. who have bought yeah. everything. Like this was the start really of Disney beginning to buy everything because I think a year after this they buy Star Wars. Yeah. And then from there it just goes up and up and up and on. And Sky they stop rocket. like making original stuff and they start buying uh, intellectual property for millions and millions of dollars and it's another one of those movies like with Cheetah Girls where like they'll invent a character like the guy who runs Camp Star what's his name Axel sorry Andy's face just as you said the Cheetah Girls you said the phrase I don't know Uh, well well, that that Axel guy Axel Turner Axel Turner Stupid name. Where they have these kinds of characters <laughs> in the movies. That's like a character from Cars. <laughs> yeah, Axel Turner. The guy with the sunglasses. The like, media producer guy oh. that owns Camp yeah. Star. But he was very yeah. similar to the record producer in The Cheetah Girls. But like, why did uh, Disney keep making these characters where like, that's just how Disney... They, they, they're the enemy in, in a Disney movie when that's how Disney behaves. That's And it's another one of these movies where it's like they're telling kids to follow their heart while making the products that Camp Star churn out at the same time. Yeah. And it's I think it's the last time that Disney could make an underdog movie and get away with it because it feels kind of hollow watching this now where, like, if you look at what Disney have become, like, one of the biggest 
companies in the world who own everything that we've ever touched and everything that we've ever gone near. And, and everything we've ever podcasted on the show. Yeah, exactly. And it's hard Except to... Except Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Yeah, it's hard to believe that they're an underdog in this way, in in the movie, like that they, they can write underdogs convincingly and stuff like that. Well, what do you think, No, as someone who's followed it kind of at the time and all along, is this kind of the, you know, end of the decom era this, around this time? It's the end of the era from, like, when I watched them, I think, like, people my age. Because Camp Rock's, like, um, one of the big sort of franchises for the decoms. Yeah, it was it? almost under the umbrella of, like, High School Musical yeah. and the Cheetah Girls. It was, like, part of that. So I feel like there's nothing really that's come that I can think of anyway that after Camp Rock 2 that is in a similar vein to it. I think this is kind of the end of, like, OG decoms. Is that because is that... the audience became of Asia, or was it just well, was it, another big it, hit? The, I, I've yeah, always, I don't know. I've always found this quite interesting, because, like, from, like, Cam Rock 2 is, like, the end of decoms in what I know in terms of, like, cultural influence and the impact that they, of what I know about. But, like, the audience can grow up and move on to other films and stuff, but there's always another young audience yeah. to capture. Yeah. But so I think... I, I'm, I'm really interested as to why these decom sort of style films just suddenly kind of stuff. Like, do they still make D- Disney Channel original movies at the minute? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they still do. Um, the latest one you'd have probably heard of is Descendants. I do know about that. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. That, that was yeah. like 2016 there's, or something like there's that. There's three Descendants films. So the yeah. third one I think came out in like 20, I want to say 2018. I've we seen the first descendants? two. We're doing the first one. Okay. The second one's trash. I've not seen the third one. I'll Apart be honest, from... the second one is awful. Well, with, the, with the exception of Descendants, I think for myself and for Jake and probably for um, most of the general audience, the only decoms they would ever really have heard of are High School Musical and its sequels. Yeah. Camp Rock and Cheetah Girls. Yeah. Basically. And that's yeah. it. That's just it. Like I, I, Other than Descendants, I don't Wait, know what you're we're watching. Wait, you're telling me that? Movie. Oh, I yeah, but that's, I get, that, that's an exception, I but, guess. Yeah. But I, I think you're wrong there. I think that Eddie's Million Dollar Cup of <laughs> A cultural reset. <laughs> No, well, I thought you'd have gone with cowbells. I was going to say cowbells. <laughs> cowbells have still got a really special you place in cowbells. <laughs> I thought it was a charming film. I do think there is something in that, though, where um, the idea is that, yeah, kids can be into like the same thing generation after generation, but there is also this thing in my head where it's like, by this point, the kids who were growing up uh, and sort of becoming... starting high school in, like, 2010, 2011... Their viewing habits must have been so different to kids who finished high school in like 2010, 2011. So maybe they were geared towards a different audience. But I feel like we've passed a moment in these movies where the Hannah Montana movie and then High School Musical 3 both hit in the cinemas. That feels like a big jump Yeah. Mm. to like they've jumped into the mainstream now and they've got their own kind of franchises to build off and that sort of thing. And I feel like the ones that have come afterwards that haven't quite hit the sort of hit the big like Camp Rock wasn't given a cinema release for its second film and stuff like that no. and so I just had a light bulb moment oh. I, was trying, cause I was trying to think did something replace it like what were the audience into instead this is right around the time that Twilight started I wonder if there's anything it was, in, it was in the real height of uh, Twilight yeah yeah that's a really good point yeah possibly yeah. I mean you know it's only They're two so hours so they've got time but... in their life to watch both but the Twilight <laughs> but, books you know. were a big thing as well so yeah 
This is interesting because this does feel like a shift. This feels like the last one that I would have heard of. The Twilight books were around about 2008, 2009 when the first came out. Well, the first film was 2008, I think, right at the end. What was it? But they they were done by 2012. But yeah, maybe because it has slightly more mature content for 14 and 15 year olds. It's like a transition. Yeah, it's like a coming to adult films. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) to more sort of grown up topics and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, What did we make of the film generally? I was not huge on it, if I'm honest, because, and I think for reasons that you will disagree with, because I know that you like what you call hangout movies. Yeah. And this was very much that, where there's a very thin story. There's not really much of a story at all to this. There's some romance stuff, and there's the whole rivalry between the two camps. That's kind of it, and most of it is kind of comedy scenes and sketches and stuff like that, which is fine. That's just not really my kind of movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I would, it's nothing against this film. It's just, it's just not really my kind of movie. I thought it was okay. The the songs were very lackluster, um, but it it wasn't like actively bad in any way. I just thought. Did you like the Nick Jonas song or not? The Jason Mraz one. Yeah. (laughs) It it was kind of so bad. It's good. Like it was. It was corny but nice. I, I got what it was going for. Like I was kind of only half watching it at the time, and then I heard him start singing about cheese, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, this one's a bit different." I do. I remember that one. I forgot yeah. all the others, but I do remember that one. So that's yeah. true. Yeah. Jake, are you? Um, yeah, I'm on a similar page to Andy with this one. I think the plot was. I kind of need a meaty plot to drag me through a film. Um, Especially a decom, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like the Cobels plot, which was just twists and turns <laughs> the entire time. It wasn't a meaty plot, it was a milky plot. <laughs> <laughs> and this, like, it had a story and stuff, but it was uh, it was almost as if the story was an excuse to have characters hang out together. But it kind of says a lot about the original Camp Rock that I just have forgotten about so many of these characters. Like, yeah. I when we when I was watching it for the first ten minutes, I was like, "Is this just an entirely new cast that's just turned up at Camp Rock to do stuff?" Tell you what got me. There was I, had, I went through the whole recognition thing again of that girl from Cheaper by the Dozen that I was like, "I've seen her before," and then yeah. I remembered our conversation on the last podcast. Like, oh, she was in yeah. Cheaper by the Dozen. I did a total reset and got there again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I, it would have been. I would have enjoyed the film a lot more if the soundtrack was stronger, for sure. And if there was a more interesting plot, but it was just sort of, I don't. Maybe it's just because I've watched again so many decoms now that this formula of how they seem to make films is just getting a little bit like a bit tiresome now. I'm just, uh, I'm growing a little bit weary of it. Particularly parents as villains. Yeah, or just like yeah. general sort of evil adults in general. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just getting a little bit tired of it. So it was. I must admit, it was sort of difficult to follow, and also I just. I didn't care about the characters all that much. So mm. having it as a movie where all these characters are interacting with each other, to me just wasn't that interesting because I didn't really care about any of the relationships the characters had. So Was there ever yeah. any prospect of a third movie? Because No, I don't think so. I feel like you can if you know there's gonna be there's a re- there's a reason why trilogy's caught caught on so much, is because if you know there's gonna be a third one, you can use the second one to get stuck in and do something really interesting because you know you can bring it back again in the third and I feel like not much really like if you go from A to B in this one kind of in the same position from the start to the end so I don't know if they knew there was well I think it's called the final jam jam, yeah so So if you know that this is 
what can you really do with only two? Yeah. Because the first one sets it up and the second one has to finish it. So well, where's see, the in-between? I think the first one was great as a standalone film. Like, it didn't need a sequel. I don't a, think it, it didn't need a sequel. Need a sequel. I mean, well, obviously, it'd be pretty good. If it's yeah. a decom and it's mildly popular, it's going to get a sequel. And, and the Jonas Brothers are in it. So, exactly. You know, and thank God the Jonas yeah. Brothers are in it because it, they had <laughs> saved it, from my, in my opinion, from being a bad film to being a watchable film purely for the fact that Nick Jonas is in it and he is hot. No, he's, okay, he's, he's all right, but jo- Joe's the hot one. Mm. Yeah. Rob, what do you think? <laughs> well, um, Team Kevin. Well, uh, oh, I thought you meant about the movie. Um, well, I suppose I could be Team Kevin because I feel like I'm not going to win the fight for uh, the affections of Joe or Nick. Of so. Joe and Nick, though, who would be your thing? Which one's the one who does the Jason Mraz song? Nick. That Nick. 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 Probably Nick. Yes. Rob and I have always had this secret pact, by the way, because Rob used to fancy Sophie Turner and I obviously fancy Joe Jonas, that if we ever met them, we'd try and break them up and keep them oh, apart I for see. ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, they've kind of got a kid now, so I won't want to break yeah. the family up, so, you know. Screw um, the family. <laughs> I really thought this through. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Is, is Nick Jonas with anyone famous? Yeah, Priyanka Chopra. She's an Indian actress, actually. Ah, um, yes, I've heard of it. She's yes. a bit problematic, to be honest, oh. but we'll get into that later. Okay, <laughs> or never. Problematic. He's <laughs> a problem. Kevin Jonas? <laughs> is Kevin Jonas with anyone famous? No, he's with a woman that he met in high school. Like when, when, <laughs> they met when they were in high school or something and they've oh, been together ever nice. since. Oh, that's, that's kind that's of why nice. he's, he's kind of a backseat in these films, I think. He was kind of chucked into him, but he'd, he had a family at this point, I think. Like he was married to her very young. Wow. Oh, because um, they were those families. Didn't they have the promise rings? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, they had a No sex before marriage. Chastity chastity thing, thing, yeah, the they? purity mm, ring. Yeah, they, they all did the chastity thing. And then, like, I think by that point, Kevin was married, so it was whatever, but Nick and Joe ended up taking theirs off and it became a whole, like, new story. Fascinating upbringing yeah. that, isn't it? That the three of them, they're like born into showbiz, that they're well, all, but I they're also born really was a Christian. Pastor so or something, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I don't know. It's like the Osmonds. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. yeah. I wish my dad was spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was a dad joke. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Kevin Jonas probably tells that to his kids. <laughs> but no, I think that my opinions on the movie, sorry, Kevin Jonas. Um, <laughs> So yeah, like I'm generally a fan of hangout movies, and I generally liked the vibe of this one. I like these movies when they go to a location. Mm. It seems that none of them are going to top High School Musical two for effort, you know, good location yeah, scouting. Yeah, top tier de- decor. What about that. when in Spain, Genie Girls two? Or India. <laughs> well, you know, we we talked about the problems with the location, didn't we? There, but I feel like this, you know, it, it does have a good kind of summery camp vibe. Uh, Makes me want to watch Wet Hot American Summer. Wait, can I just um, interject for a moment? Can you really consider a film ha- like to be in a location if the whole setting for the film is that it's in a camp? Well, yeah. But, camp? but the thing is, like, it's not a location if, if film. The location, location is the film. Yes, true. Yeah, you can't really make yeah. the film without it, can you? Mm. No, but it's like it's like applauding a high school musical yeah. for being in a location because it's set in a high school. Well, yeah, okay, but it's um, how do I put this then? They, they do a good job of translating the feel of a lakeside campy camp like it just it, the wood fires kids and Haskell Musical does a really good job of making it feel like it's in a high school well no it's Haskell Musical 2 where they go to the golf course and like very yeah. deserty but and it's that's cool. because it's like an established um, like high school location is them going on vacation to a new area yeah. which is I feel what that you makes... are saying you enjoy which is not what Camp Rock 2 does it just it's still in a camp goes back to the same place yeah. yeah no very true but you know regardless of you know whether it's good that they moved or didn't move, it's still I think the film had a... your face. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think it had like you know it's a generally kind of nice vibe. But the problem with the is that I like hangout movies when the characters are good and 
they're just kind of eh. Yeah, like yeah, there's a girl stunk. who gets a line towards the end of the movie. She's talking about glitter or something. Is she talking about glitter in something? Yeah, like? the one who when she's stressed, she glitters things. Yeah, <laughs> but like, is she the one that's who? also dumb? Who? No one takes her suggestions. Yeah, yeah but yeah. like who really? Uh, who? Well, she was in the first Who is she? Film. Exactly. She was, yeah. She's yeah. She, a good example of one of those characters, like you said. The one like, is, character. Is, or is this a new cast? Because I didn't have it in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we talked yeah. about this before where Disney has a real problem in these films of like making characters that are completely absorbed by one character trait. Yeah. And her character trait was that she's a bit ditzy. ditzy and that's yeah. the only thing about her. And so like a lot of these characters are like that where they'll have one specific trait about them and that's the thing that the character is built around. But it doesn't make them a character. Yeah. It makes them a single personality trait and a hangout movie where a bunch of people have one personality trait each it's just not very interesting that's no. absolutely true and I completely agree that they do have that problem with one note characters but they also for some characters who they want to give depth to give depth to sorry they, they also kind of have the opposite problem where like to try and make characters a bit quirky and have some, something to them they always kind of have these weird, like, non-sequitur jokes that, like, don't really land. Like, <laughs> when, you know, I can't remember the lead character's name. Demi Lovato's character. Mitchie. 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 When she just randomly says, oh, sorry, that song was um, for my hamster's funeral. Like, yeah, what was that? that song okay. was like, being really depressed. And then the whole this whole thing with um, how Nick, uh, not yeah, how Nick Jonas can't talk about himself. So then, and then he loses control and is like, "Oh, I don't like crusts on pizza and can't stop." It's like this is a bit odd. I can't really relate to this. <laughs> <laughs> they have quite odd character quirks. Yeah, yeah, but I guess other issues I have with it is that, like the first movie. Um, it doesn't really give much space to like the actual construction of music. It seems so obsessed with like writing songs and writing from the heart, but there's no sessions where like anything. I mean, even Bohemian Rhapsody had like light bulb moments where songs kind of slowly came together, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, this is how it kind of feels when you're writing a song as a band, shit like that." And it's like if you're gonna talk so much about, it feels like also the movie. It felt like if it said rock and roll enough, it, <laughs> rock and roll would just happen. Like the, the none, make... of, none of that was rock and roll. Uh, no, none. none of it. Why is it called camp rock? That it should be yeah. camp called like camp soft that, That's pop. a real disconnect I have with yeah. the whole film. I get that it's kind of more the sort of teeny boppers type film, but this is the disconnect I had. That like at no point am I remotely convinced that any of those three boys have any interest in rock music. They're like the kind of kids who would consider heavy metal to be like meatloaf or something. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> so I have that weird disconnect with it. The other thing about the music as well. I, I, this is a genuine question because I can't really remember how it was in terms of staging the songs in the first one. But it seemed like this one was a bit more like a musical, like yeah, where songs just like care production and start. The choreography was a yeah. lot better. There was one loads of, the, of like big mm, dance numbers yeah, in this. Yeah, because the issue in the first one were kind of justified in the plot by the band stuff, weren't they? This one yeah. is a bit more like yeah. start singing. Yeah, yeah. like Lee. Like again, like Glee, yeah, yeah. The, the issue is a bit more of a musical. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The big issue I had with the first film, and we kind of stuck on it a little bit, was that in some of the shots in the movie, it didn't even look like they were playing their instruments. It was like they didn't even go to well, the effort not. of <laughs> making them strum properly. Yeah. Production but, is much better. But in this, the, that stuff, I didn't notice it at all. It was much better. The band sequences they did have, it sort of looked real, and yeah. so fair enough. Um, yeah, and I thought that it did a pretty good job at the start of kind of racing to set everything up. Like, they're at the camp, uh, the Jonas Brothers, like, one of them, you know, still with Demi Lovato's character, Mitchie, um, doesn't mess around, sort of, like, introducing what's going to happen, like, Camp Star are involved very quickly. Literally within, like, the first minute. 
Yeah, literally. Um, and we also so, say, yeah, yeah, the sign, doesn't yeah another yeah. decom where the logo <laughs> is introduced within the first like oh, ten God, frames of the film. It's just horrible. It's yeah. like um, literally, I, I pressed play and it came up a Disney Channel original. I think that disappears at some point because I feel like I didn't see it in, in Descendants. I might be wrong. I don't. I, I think one. they don't do it in the bigger films that they think are going to be like cinem- cinematic hits. No, but yeah. they did it with high, all the High School Musicals. Did they do it with Hannah Montana? I no, they didn't. Remember. They didn't no, have that it, whole sequence. Oh, yeah, the whole sequence. It was in the cinema. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the, um, the yeah, yeah, alignment of the gig. Yeah, gets thing. into a gig yeah. and then it flashes up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, to be honest, uh, the one thing I wanted a bit more of, the little character stuff that I actually quite liked, was the girl from the other camp, wasn't it? Dana? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, the one that she was a good Jonas actress. Nick Jonas fan. Yeah. Yeah. I quite enjoyed her. Yeah, um, good. That little story was a little bit kind of like, um, I kind of liked the parallels with like Romeo and Juliet in that because it's like two, you know, son and a daughter from rival families, rival camps, finding love in the middle of it all. And I kind of wished it was maybe more about that. that. Seems yeah. like um, Shane, uh, is that Joe, Joe Jonas? Jonas? yeah. He was like pushed off to the side for basically the whole movie. Didn't really get a plot. It was basically just, he's Mitchie's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's it. already he's already found love, so the plot can't be about. Well, him. it's exactly. that yeah. Mitchie's being an arsehole, and he's he's being the best boyfriend he possibly can, and that's that. Uh, do that yeah. sequel thing that you get in not just he comes in a lot of sequels to rom coms where it's like, well, we can't do anything about the fact they fell in love with each other, so their plot in the second one is like, oh, I just still love you even more. <laughs> like, that's just it. What's it in Frozen Two, where um, Anna and Kristoff? Anna and Kristoff, where the whole plot is just he might propose to her at some point. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. That, that, that's the whole. And then they get that nice song that Weezer actually covered. Oh, the Lost, Lost in the, the Woods. woods. <laughs> um, but. Um, to get that in. Yeah, there. always yeah. got to get a Weezer in. <laughs> but, Either Weezer or Game of Thrones on every podcast. But I think that, yeah, like. So the Shane just kind of gets moved to the side. I just feel like sometimes it's just a bit overstuffed. There are just too many threads to follow sometimes and it ends up with mm. none of them. And they all try and force them to make sure that they all come to a climax at the same place. And like um, Dana's on stage performing the song that Camp Star have done, but there's no real conflict. She's she's very happy to be performing the song, even though she knows that she's got sympathies with someone from Camp Rock, and that if Camp Star win, then Camp Rock gets shut down. And she's like happily playing along on the stage, even though there's no inner like, oh, I shouldn't perform this song because the Camp Rock will get shut down, and that means that one of the Jonas Brothers that I'm in love with will be sad. <laughs> And there was no, it just, they didn't afford time to stuff like that. And I, I thought that the... One funny thing about that, now that you've now that you mentioned Dana playing the piano, I don't know if you guys remember this part of the film where she's playing the piano and then she throws her hand in the air and her bracelet flies off and it happens yes. to hit Nick Jonas in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rob missed this because he was, on, oh, he was making was notes funny. or something. And then they have the scene where she's apologising that just never <laughs> Oh, ends. it's so awkward, isn't it's it? It's like, they could have done that in a few slick little lines like, sorry, my bracelet hit you and it's like oh anytime yeah. walk away but then it's like five minutes of like once again Just I am sorry for the chat. My bracelet struck you. <laughs> I hope you're not hurt please let me once again apologise for that incident <laughs> oh let it end and um, one thing I did like though about that end bit was I loved the reveal of the results I thought that was a really good really way to do it for a decon, where yeah. it's all through visuals rather than you know speaking because I think that that's something that sadly over the you know 70 or 80 years that we've had the ability to do good kind of well 90 years now um good good sound quality uh, the talkies um <laughs> they've kind of some script writers have kind of given up on the idea of communicating feeling through images which once upon a time was all we had because mm. we couldn't pick up any audio on 
cinemas and stuff and like that's something that i think that musicals still get really right where a lot of it is communicated through things other than just people talking to each other and people just saying what you're supposed to feel and i think that they did a really good job of like doing the reaction it's like watching like at the end of a penalty shootout in football or something where like where like one team has won and one team has lost and you see one team kind of collapse to the floor and like no it's over and it's awful and then you get the other team who were like oh brilliant we've won and i i really love the fact that they did it in slow motion and you've got that shot of um the cheek uh, the tear going down mitchy's cheek and you know it was good it was all like, really heavy-handed but i thought it was the one moment like in the first camp rock movie where there was that great shot where it kind of zoomed in to demi lovato and the friend who was on the shoulder i forget what any of their names were in the first film um their names are the same in a second <laughs> yes um <laughs> um but yeah, there's one at least. There's always at least one moment in these movies where I'm like, yeah, that's a cool kind of filmmaking for a decom, choice. For yeah, yeah, yeah. They also they also didn't do that um, cliche as far as I remember. They didn't do that cliche of one of them misses the gig but wins it anyway, which we used to get. Quite yeah, a there's lot, no like we? multiple events on the same <laughs> day or anything like that. Normally, is. <laughs> that's what it was. That's what we mentioned. <laughs> mentioned sound quality though. Don't know if anyone else got this. If this was just our TV. There was one song, it was the one where they were kind of West Side Story facing off the two sides. Yeah, uh, it's where, on. Like, I, yeah. Like, like, the vocals, like I literally like, couldn't even hear them. Like It was just completely drowned out by the music. Oh, right. just my TV? For you, you said really the... We did that in a... the hi-hat that sounded dodgy. That was in the... Ro- it, it's in your soul if you've got rock and roll got song. Or I thought so. the, actual, yeah. the actual... I don't know, again, don't yeah. know if it's just our TV, but the actual music production, I thought, sounded quite dodgy. In the yeah, show. I think yeah. that this has been a film hastily assembled because yeah. they needed to sell a hastily assembled yeah. soundtrack. It's yeah. kind, it kind of rings a little bit hollow as well when the so much of the plot is about... Um, at making music artistically and doing it authentically versus yeah. doing like production slick sort of re- like poppy sort of dancey sort of camp star style music instead mm. um and yet clearly all of the music and the songs are written by people who just don't love or care about music and songs <laughs> yeah and like you know we recently watched um a star is born and i think that there are elements of the a new star one, is born the new one not a star is born uh, well, a star is born. A star is born. A star is born. But the later, the later one with um, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, and like, there is an element I think unintentionally of snobbery in that movie towards uh, pop music and electro pop. Yeah, and, I wasn't happy about yeah. that. Yeah, and like, but you know, because then it's like uh, Jackson Maine, the guy Bradley Cooper plays like pop music can't be authentic right? well yeah but at least you know w- w- at least when they get down into the heart and soul of country music and all that kind of stuff and like the country blues rock and things at least they actually take the time to kind of sit and watch them write without all these kind of vague wishy-washy nonsense terms about because again it feels like this movie has been written by people who don't write music yeah. and no, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's an issue sometimes where like and even if it, I always thought this is why it makes me appreciate Coco even more because I think as much as that movie is, you don't sit in songwriting sessions or anything like that. It really gets to like the heart of how it feels when you strum a guitar mm. chord for the first time. Mm. And it's like, whoa, I did that. And there's not much of that in Camp Rock. It's all kind of wishy-washy and vague and it kind of dances yeah. around the point. And it, they say things like uh, rock and roll and magic and fun and things like that. And then the songs just sort of happen and you have these simple kind of chord sequences and they build really nice songs out of really simple chords and that's you know that's the beauty of 
pop music in a way. It's the taking very simple tools and making something brilliant with it. But they don't really seem to appreciate that. And I'm thinking of movies like Coco and uh, A Star Is Born and uh, Inside Lewin Davis from a few years ago. Um, which actually has um, what's his face in it Oscar Isaac yes, good film. oh I do, like, I do like a bit of Oscar Isaac oh is that one with Marcus <laughs> Mumford in it Mark, Marcus Mumford is on one of the songs he's not in the film he yeah. plays a yeah, he plays character, character who dies dead. before the start yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there's, there's stuff like there's stuff like that and I just think like when you're looking at these and this film is supposed to be in the end it's like is this film about music or is it about teenagers growing up or is it about just hanging around at a summer camp or is it just about nothing and is it but just all four it? of those things? Maybe, but it doesn't really get close to any of them, no. really. Like I generally liked the vibe. I mean, I thought this was okay. Like I didn't dislike it. Thought, yeah, it's you know, kind of average. It's like mid tier yeah, Disney. Um, I just found it a bit boring, like inoffensively boring. A bit too long as well. I yeah. think it's about Definitely ten or fifteen long. minutes Definitely too long for what it is. Uh, Especially when we're it's a musical, to, so. like DCOMs being quite fast paced and short. Um, yeah, they do long it out so a bit, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's, weird, it's weird how used to it we get because, you know, time was, we were watching Star Wars and Harry Potter, particularly Harry Potter, they're all like two and a half hours. And then, like, this one, the Predator roll at like 98 minutes, and we're like, oh, that was a long film. It's long for the yeah. content. That's of the it. Film. You're saying about the plot being a bit thin, which, you know, I, I've never really minded, but when the characters aren't that strong, it can feel like you are being dragged through the last bit of the movie, really, and you have to kind of hold on without losing your will to live a little bit. But, you know, like we went and saw, um, just as a random comparison, we went and saw Cruella, like, a week before. And I liked this more than I liked Cruella. And so... Oh, did you not enjoy Cruella? Not really, no. Um, it was again, okay, it was really weird. It's another very kind of Disney-managed idea of rebellion. And it all rings very hollow, and it all feels a bit like... I mean, I, I even said at the end of the movie... At the end of that movie, Cruella did not feel like the kind of person who would try to skin dogs. Yeah, that alive. is the main criticism that I've heard, is that it's very difficult to see how Cruella transitions from the character yeah. she is in this new film to then becoming Cruella de Vil. Yeah. Well, if you're going to have a villain protagonist, you have to go in on it. You can't, you can't merely mouth it. Like, if this well, character is a villain, they are a villain. Well, the problem is... Cruella the, doesn't commit to that, really. Well the, well, the problem is that, yeah, Cruella didn't commit to it because this film... Cruella just got off a random tangent. Cruella has this habit of explaining things to you twice all the time just in case you missed it. Kind of like in Rise of Skywalker where nobody ever discovers information themselves. They always get told things. I'm the spy. Um, Chewie's alive. You know, you, no one ever figures things out for themselves. There's no... Wait a minute. you did it! Yeah, there's no... Wait a minute. Like... Oh, that's clever. You know, there's nothing like that they in Rise fly of Skywalker. Now. And it's the same they they fly now. They, they tell you three times that they fly now after showing you. Um and I'm so like, it's already fly. Yeah, anyway. And Corella's kinda like that. And I thought that at the end of the movie, the reason that she's not Cruella de Vil as we know her is because they're gonna explain this all to us again and do a sequel. And would you fucking believe it, they're doing a sequel. Oh. And that's why they're doing it, because they're kind of Let's not send it. We'll make it so you could plausibly expect her to eventually turn into Cruella Deville. But if it's popular, we'll just do a sequel, and so they're doing a sequel. I mean, I'm um, very possessive over the Glenn Close version of the character. Like, <laughs> one of my favourite movie performances yeah. ever. I'm not even joking. Like, yeah. I think she's amazing. So I'm very hesitant about Cruella. Like, I love the character, so I want to watch it. But if it's not good, then I don't want to watch it. Well, <laughs> Emma Stone. Those. Emma Stone is quite good in a shit. That's role, it. I'm a huge fan of hair as well. Yeah. So. The fashion in it's really good as well. Yeah. The there's a re- there's a really good sequence in the middle where it's all PR stunts and all costumes and stuff. And I wish there was more of that. But again, it's all this kind of like it's Disney managed rebellion where it's like yeah. it's rebellion, but it's not really. 
like they have a Stooges song, um, uh, Now I Want to Be Your Dog, and it's like, yeah, old punk music, and then it's like the only bit in the movie that feels kind of, it feels a little bit, that's the only bit in the movie that felt like the movie I think it wanted to be, but failed to be, which is yeah. Birds of Prey. It, it's still it, oh, I've got the Blu-ray of Birds of Prey, but I haven't got around to watch it. Birds the, thing with, great. the thing with Birds of Prey is that I didn't love it, but it's, it was a good way to blow off steam, and the whole thing is covered in like, garish like coloured smoke bombs like it's like people are throwing bath bombs at you and they're That's sort of exploding on like. sight yeah, I love that <laughs> the whole movie looks like that and it, it's yeah, good that they really went for the graphic novel element of it and there are bits of Corella that are like that but um, I didn't get all of the feelings drawing Corella where I was like frustrated at every turn it took because it didn't let me it didn't have any trust in my ability to actually understand its movie even though the plot was really simple this at least is for kids, and it's a bit heavy-handed, but it, I didn't feel patronised at any point by this movie. No. It didn't, like, hold my hand, like, oh, you yeah. won't understand oh. that they've lost the vote unless we tell you. But only because it didn't really have anything to say. No, yeah, clear, no. Clearly, yeah, you can't patronise people if you're not trying to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> clearly this film is so uninteresting to us that we can spend ten minutes talking about three other films <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> instead. So, you know. No, I think, well, I think, well that's, that's yeah. I, I, I do mean that as a serious point. That's a low bar, but, like, a yeah. film, if it's patronising it, at least it's trying to do something and it's just doing it in a bad way. I feel like a film that's just kind of solid 5 out of 10 all the way through, it's like, well, that's kind of worse than a film that's actively bad sometimes. Like, I don't know. I didn't, I, I didn't like, hate this film, but I do think that, like, I don't really think there was much to it in terms of, like, theme. I wish there was a little bit more for me to grasp onto. Yeah, there just... Mm. There wasn't a whole lot to it. It was, a, like, it was, it was what it was. Mm. Well, it wasn't one of the weakest ones that we've watched, but I, no, I think, I think we are generally tiring a little bit it, of the formula as well. It didn't make me angry to watch to watch it. I'll like, I'll say that the formula does change from here on out. That's I good. Think. Maybe that's Personally, why people stop watching. Maybe actually. <laughs> um, I was going to ask if you had a rebel hum for this. Oh yeah. I do. Well, I have a backup one because the first one I suspect I asked it last time, but I'm not sure if I did. Last time we watched Camp Rock. Did I ask about camping? Did I ask that? As I think my you question? asked if we went on a summer camp. If, we, if I remember correct, if we ever done a summer camp. Okay, well, like, like a so, like you know, what well, summer camp? Yeah. Well, well, diff- okay, yeah, okay, we've already done that one. So a different spin then is this film is largely about the rivalries between these two guys and these two camps and these two different types of music. So I was thinking of asking about. What are our favourite fictional or non-fictional rivalries? Ooh. Well, that's a difficult one. Favourite rivalries? Fictional or non-fictional? Because like, there are some reality TV ones that are amazing. Fictional or non-fictional rivalries? I'm going to go straight in there with Sharon Needles and Fifi O'Hara from season four <laughs> of Paradise. That's, a, that's yeah, one I absolutely fair. love. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> that's a great one. You must have some political ones, Jake, that you enjoy. Probably, but... I'm not thinking of any of them now, and I'm not talking about politics. <laughs> I feel like we need to pre-prepare for some of these rebel hums. <laughs> okay, well, how? Okay, let's let's do the camping one then. So, have we all been camping, and do we enjoy camping? I'm oh, talking no. actual yeah, yeah. camping, not going to a holiday camp. Yes, being camping, no, don't enjoy it. You don't enjoy it. Why do you not enjoy it? Uh, well, if you look at the TV that's on right now with no volume, there's a lot of rain, <laughs> and I've been on so many camping trips that have been flooded out, tents blown over. I've had to sleep in the car. I just thought, like, why the fuck would you do this when you can just sleep indoors with an actual roof on your head? And it's cheaper. And it's fun. You're getting back to nature. It's not the cheaper way God than being intended. at home. <laughs> well, there were, like, I've got lots of good memories from camping, but 
and they're always funny after the fact but they're always kind of terrible in the moment and we had a river running through our tent once and a small river um, you had a river run through your tent a small actually... small stream run through our tent it's getting yeah. intense um, that must have been intense <laughs> 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 I've only been camping once um, last year with Jake when you go camping I... what do you have to do <laughs> but yeah I used to watch this video as a kid of the TV show Rainbow Rainbow Goes Camping which like they talked about camping as like this amazing thing and they had this song all about it so I have always wanted to go camping but I never had and I really, really enjoyed it, but we, we had no rain. Nice weather. We were we, we were so blessed with nice weather that we were looking out in a valley and we could see the rain around us, but it wasn't raining on us. Yeah. Like, we had a halo shining on us, and I loved camping, and I really want to do it again this year, but I acknowledged that I had a better-than-average experience with the weather. I enjoyed camping, because when we went, um, we had a fire pit and no other means of cooking. So, like just a massive pan to have on the fire pit and it was a nice challenge Amazing. to have to make all of all of our food with one pan and, and we hadn't got anything to balance the pan on so you had to break off chair legs and like sacrifice those to the fire oh my God. to put the pan on didn't you oh my god <laughs> what about you been camping once um, it was part of a Duke of Edinburgh award jobby Ugh. It was oh our, you have to do that for Duke of Edinburgh don't it you it was our bronze practice and we failed it so that had already pissed me off. You failed it? Yeah, yeah, you didn't think you could fail a practice, could you? <laughs> <laughs> so so in order to do it, we'd have to do another practice and then do our real one and I was just like Fuck What did you it. actually fail at? Did you not camp correctly or something? No, it was the, the orienteering part of it, like the map reading you and got like, lost. Yeah, we did. We found a road and followed the road instead. <laughs> so just followed road signs. But no, our tent it was a tent of three of us and it leaked because we didn't pitch it correctly because no one helped us. Um, and we didn't know how to pitch a tent, to be quite honest with you. Um, it's a mystery to me. To we also had to carry around, around a bunch of shit. Tents do have instructions inside of them. You just yeah, sort of follow the instructions. I was like 13. <laughs> not good enough for <laughs> This is why you failed. God, no. Well, yeah. Um, and then with Duke of Edinburgh as well, you've got to like pack up your tent and like carry it around with you all day on your back. And it's just like... So me, being smaller than I am now, with a fucking massive rucksack... <laughs> With all of my clothes, food, and half a tent. <laughs> no, couldn't do it. Never do it again. I, I also Biggest really, waste of my time. I also really take issue with the fact that you failed the orienteering because you found the road and followed the road signs. You found your That's way. just using our resources, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's like... No, not, we, we, like, we cheated, apparently. It's like not being able to use your calculator in maths. It's like... In real life, I'm going to use my well, calculator. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> um, follow the road signs. Okay, but what if you get lost in somewhere where there isn't a road? Well, you've already lost then, really, aren't you? Like, where is there in England that doesn't have a road? I can't remember where we places. were. I think we were at the New Forest. Um, if I remember correctly. What about you, Rob? Are you a camper? Are you a happy camper? I do, well, no, um, but I do have memories of, like, you know, I do know most of the North Welsh uh, coastline because we went camping along, like, Conwy, uh, Rill, Towin. Colwyn Bay, Towin, um, Anglesey, Harlech, places like that. We went down to Port Maddock, uh, near Port Merion. And... So you did a lot of camping in your youth? Uh, yeah. But you're not your parents love it, don't, don't you? still don't know what yeah. to No, my dad did it. I was only nine. <laughs> But um, yeah, it went away. the whole period. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm going back. Um, went camping in the Lake District a couple of times, Peak District a couple of times, Cornwall. Um, 
down near a place where Port, it was, um, I forget what it was called now, but it was uh, near sort of like, I mean, everywhere in Cornwall is near the Eden Centre, but yeah, Eden Project, <laughs> but you know. Um, we were right on the, right on the sea, um, unseasonably warm in Cornwall, and we had a, we had a kind of like a hot storm there as well, and our tent was the only one that didn't get blown over, because uh, we were right by a hedge and we got protected by it. Um, but no, it was um, lots of character forming experiences, I think, I think that's the word. The main thing about camping that I wasn't prepared for, that I hadn't thought about, and I was wondering if there's any hot tips to deal with this, is when we went out for the day, and you just have to hope the tent will be there when you get back. <laughs> is there anything you can do about that? Like, if it rains while you're out, top like, tip from Rob. Read about the tent, rinse back. Top tip from Rob, camp next to hedge. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, that was what unsettled me a little bit, that you go out for like six hours and it's like, well, hope we've got a bed when we come back. <laughs> you don't get that with the hotel, do you? <laughs> the sense uh, of survival. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Anyway, are we going to do some ratings for Camp Rock 2, the final jam? Yeah. yeah. Ironic that we just spent so much time talking about camping and there was no actual camping in Camp Rock. It's well, like, it's just lodges. It's, it's, well, it's a summer yeah. camp, isn't it? Exactly. Well, yes, really it's a summer camp. Camp. You all poo pooed my rivalry question. So, you know, got to get some hummus from somewhere. That There's was a really tough content. question, Andy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Famous rivalries. <laughs> We're going to revisit that one. Going to revisit mm-hmm. that one. When? Know. I'll bring it up at a later point. Have a, Next time we watch a film with a hero and a villain. Okay. I'm just going to go for that. I'm just going to say a five. To me, this was the definition of average. It was that's, fine. That's exactly what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, five, two. Five. Yeah, I'm a five. I'm going to go six just because Jonas Bronze are in it, but I agree, it's very average. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Nori, it would have got a four from me if Nick Jonas wasn't in this film. <laughs> <laughs> it, gets, it gets an extra point for. Nick and Joe, so two extra Just points. Just Nick, not bothered about Joe. Yeah. Joe's fucking hot, alright? <laughs> you wouldn't, right? You, you're only mad about Joe because Nick's on screen. You wouldn't kick Joe out of bed. <laughs> That's true. But then who would I kick out of bed? <laughs> Kevin Jonas. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's me being mean. Sorry, supposed Kevin. To not, supposed yeah. to not be mean. Um, Kevin's better looking now, I must say. He's, he's alright. They've kind of averaged out now. But like, Kevin Jonas has been waiting for Camp Rock 2 to come out to, so he can listen to us and you've broken his heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no idea what we have next but it will come along at some point. I have a feeling it's Team Beach movie but I might be wrong. Team Beach movie it is See, then. that, like, I mean, the, the film is kind of quite apparent what it is but I've never Fucking top that. though it is. Is it really that. good? It's, I think it's really good. Yeah. I was actually speaking to um, Jay's girlfriend Emily. Emily at the wedding that will be Jay who's appeared on episodes such as A Bug's Life yeah. and Prisoner of Azkaban <laughs> yes Prisoner of Azkaban I um, remembered but she said she'd seen Teen Beach Movie and said it was super underrated and I was just like Ooh. yes finally someone you who's know, seen she's, it she's so. really into Disney in general you should chat like, yeah. she's really, really she seemed really nice yeah mm-hmm. if, if you're listening Emily yeah hey, Emily. <laughs> this is post-wedding chat so really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so we'll be back for probably what is probably Teen Beach Movie I think right? it is I'm not sure who knows? And if it's not, it'll be another film. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be Team Beach Movie Surprise. The surprise is that we're not talking about Team Beach Movie. All we can guarantee is that we will be back to discuss yeah. something. 